Hello, welcome to Behind the Music podcast. I am Bridget Devin, your host. Today, I'm very excited to welcome Katrina Turman and Lars Myron with Columbia Choirs of Metropolitan Seattle. Katrina is the artistic director and Lars is the executive director. And today we're gonna discuss how they work together to implement their artistic vision into their organization. Um, Columbia Choirs is a choral nonprofit organization based on the east side of Seattle, and their mission is to bring together people of all ages and backgrounds to learn through music and experience the joy of choral singing. They offer high quality musical learning opportunities and present a variety of public performances throughout the year. Uh, Katrina, Lars, thank you both so much for joining me. I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah. So can you share with us a little bit about yourselves and how Columbia Choirs got started and where it is today? Oh, I'm going to let Lars take this one. <laughs> okay. So Columbia Choirs uh, was founded 39 years ago. We actually are right about the birthday uh, celebrating our 39th uh, anniversary. It was started by founder Steve Stevens uh, many years ago um, in Seattle and then eventually pretty quickly moved to the east side of Seattle. I first actually was a singer in Columbia Choirs back when I was a kid. So I've been around for about half of the life of Columbia Choirs. Um, and so that's been really exciting. I grew up singing in the children and youth choirs. I've sung in the adult choirs. And now I'm back um, alongside Katrina leading the charge. Uh, Katrina, and I'll, I'll let her introduce herself, but she came along about two years ago when our founder retired. Um, and so that was a really big moment for the organization, living on past uh, the vision of one person and really becoming this, this community-centered uh, organization. Wonderful. Yeah, so I, I let Lars take the charge because because of his longevity with the organization. Um, but yeah, as you said, I just came on last season. So this is just my second season. Uh, I knew Steve Stevens and actually Lars as well. We met at a festival now five years ago. Um, and I actually had knew Steve probably even longer than that. Uh, he is very good friends with my mentor in the children's choir that I grew up in. And so Columbia Choirs and my choir that I grew up in, Piedmont East Bay Children's Choir have been well connected um, and good friends for for decades, really. And so, um, you know, meeting Steve and meeting Lars and a couple other staff members five years ago at a festival, they were kind of in my line of sight already. And then I ended up coming here to Seattle for graduate school and stayed connected with Steve. And it all kind of just timed out at the perfect at the perfect time that Steve was going to retire. I was graduating and was looking for kind of this exact role, a leadership role in a children's and youth and adult uh, community organization. And so now Lars and I are kind of going into this new generation of the choirs. Fantastic. I'd love to hear about what it's like, you know, kind of on a day-to-day -day basis or, you know, strategically in your positions. And if someone were interested in that type of work, what that might look like for them. It's we're in a real big time of flux, uh, both from external factors and internal, internal being that Katrina is new. I'm actually even more new in this role as executive director. I'm just about eight months into my role. Before then, I was volunteering and I've been singing over the years. So um, from an internal 
standpoint, we're still figuring things out and kind of just tag teaming along the way. Externally, we of course have the pandemic um, and that shut our operations or I should say altered our operations heavily for about a year and a half. So from March, 2020 through June of 2021, so an entire choir season plus some, we sang over Zoom and we did virtual choir projects where every singer was in their, their room against a white wall with their tuxedo on or their dress or whatever that may be and submitting just themselves singing. So since uh, about a year and a half ago, we are kind of coming back to it all while also having this big leadership change and also having some new artistic vision of greater impact in the community. So a lot of it is day to day, what yeah. needs to happen, what needs to happen that we know about, what do we want to add on, and working between the two of us with the sort of strategy and the what needs to happen, and then working with all of our staff, our board, and our volunteers to actually make those things happen. And I think we've been pretty effective, um, but it is a constant day to day or week to week kind of exercise for us. I, I can only imagine. Um, I'm so curious about what the experience is like doing rehearsals over Zoom. Um, is that something that worked well enough that you still implement today? Or is it something you are ha happy as in the past? <laughs> uh, I'll jump into this one. I was not working for Columbia at the time, but I was in graduate school and leading my own choirs teaching at the same time while I was in school. And so I was participating over Zoom uh, as a singer and as a conductor, um, I think I can speak for every singer in the entire world and say that it was not fun. Uh, <laughs> um, I think just like teachers all over the globe, everyone pivoted as best as they could and created these, these new technologies that allowed things to happen um, synchronously. So there was like Jack Trip, which was a, an audio device that every singer that I know Columbia used, every singer had a microphone so that you could sing and hear other singers uh, participating at the same time. Um, but nothing will ever compare to live live rehearsal, live performance, standing shoulder to shoulder with a friend and hearing yeah. their voice and matching them. So there's there's nothing to compare to it. I think everyone did their absolute best and some beautiful music was made. We are not currently still doing virtual or hybrid, um, but it's uh, almost like a, a nice tool to have in our pocket. So we had a, you know, a snow week in December, I'm sure that you mm. remember. And we all just pivoted online for that week. And so we are able to do this. And, and luckily we have some great staff members too that all have experience teaching online. So we're able to, to switch over if we need to. Um, but we would love to never have to go fully virtual ever again. Knock on wood. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, but it's also nice knowing like you're saying for snow, like a snow thing, you can use it and it can be helpful, but um, I, there's just, yeah, being in a room with people and singing together, it's just hard to even try to replace that. Um, Lars, you were talking about how you guys are really focusing on some new community um, engagement. I'd love to hear a little bit about what that vision is and um, how you're, how you're able to bring that vision to life. 
Sure. So for 39 years, we have been hosting choirs uh, for, well, uh, over the years it grew, but now for the last decade or two, we have choirs starting at four years old all the way through adult. So pretty much each week from September through June, people drive to a choir rehearsal, they rehearse, and then we put on these performances for the public to enjoy choral music, to come together. Um, and so we've been doing that for many years, but we know that we aren't able to serve as many people. We aren't able to have as many people sing together by just having those kind of core choirs. So uh, we've got a couple initiatives, but the main one that we started this year was partnering with local elementary schools and the parent-teacher associations at those elementary schools to offer after-school choir. Awesome. Um, and that's been working really well. Uh, we have found schools that don't have choir programs. You know, it's really hard to be a music specialist in the public schools. Uh, it's hard to be a, a public school teacher. They're stretched so thin and um, underpaid and all of those things. So a lot of people that would be in a position um, if they have a background in choral singing to do so, to start a choir, it would take a whole, a whole lot more work that they wouldn't potentially be compensated for. So it isn't a possibility for some of these folks. There's also music specialists who don't have a background in choral music. They come from a different part of the music education um, kind of field. So it's been really nice to, part, to find schools that don't have a choral program and be able to offer this as an after-school enrichment opportunity. Then the students don't have to travel they're already at school, the bell rings, they get to come after school, sing for an hour once a week, and then get picked up after that. So this has been a really great uh, endeavor. We've been calling it our pilot program. We've been at three schools so far this year. Coming up in a few weeks, we'll return to one of the schools for a second stint, but basically we've been structuring this as a 10-week program. And at the end, this new choir that has formed over 10 weeks gets to perform for their friends and family and have that that experience. So that's been yeah. that's been our first real effort. Um, we have other plans in the future to just get people to come together and sing more casually as well, not so long term. Um, so many more thoughts and ideas to come in the in the coming years. I absolutely love that. I um so I personally, and I told you guys this, but I um, joined, so I was in concert chamber and jazz choir in high school, and that was my first exposure to choral music, and I loved it so much. It was so great, and um, I love that you guys are um, looking to support elementary um, age kids because there just isn't a lot of offerings for that, and I agree, there's just not a lot of resources because everybody, you know, it's all, it's all stretched thin, um, so I'm very excited about that project, um, uh, and um, so when you're talking about more informal settings, I agree too, because some people, it can be really intimidating to sign on to something long-term, or maybe they're the fear is like, oh, well, I can't read music, and you know, things like that, which, you know, totally understand. It's like, if somebody asked me to start doing computer co coding or something. I'm like, I don't know what that is, you know? Um, so what kind of um, visions do you have for creating more informal opportunities? Well, they're very baby visions at the moment. <laughs> and they come in a couple different manifestations, um, but just more one-off opportunities, a day, a morning, on a weekend, yeah. um, to just come together and sing. 
love it. Um, I'd also love to hear um, from you both about what it's what's been really effective in spreading the word about Columbia choirs, whether it's bringing on um, new new singers or um, spreading the word within your community, or I imagine um, you know donors is another area you want to reach in. What what's what's that been like, and what's been really effective for um, Columbia choirs? Well, I think we've kind of hit the ground running. Last year, we had a lot of enthusiasm with our leadership, staff, and singers after a year and a half of being separated from each other. Um, and one of the biggest things that I wanted to bring um, that they were able to do prior to the pandemic, and so we're kind of just reintegrating and providing new opportunities, um, was opportunities, collaboration opportunities, performance opportunities. Um, having things like the enrichment choirs just letting them know that we're even there is really important because sometimes they just don't there's just an unaware um unawareness of the choirs being uh, in redmond at all or on the east side and so once they're aware they're like oh great i have this this opportunity then to join if i if i'd like to um we are collaborating this year for example with university of washington with another orchestra and chorus harmonia and just offering uh, our singers those opportunities to perform and try new things and try new uh, genres of music um, is really important but it also then gets our name out there right mm -hmm. so people in those in those venues and in those organizations now know of us and are able to refer us if they find a young person or an older person that's interested in joining choir Fantastic. I love it. And for those artists who do want to join a choir, what, what, how would you advise them? What would their best next steps be? You know, in the Seattle area, there's a really great resource, um, GSCC, great, let's see if I can say it right, Greater Seattle Choral Consortium. <laughs> and they have their own website as well that you can go to and they have a, a search link that you can say i want to look for a choir on monday evenings that rehearses on monday evenings i live in this area this is how much i want to pay possibly in membership and they'll give you all of these great options of, of folks exactly what you're looking for potentially so if you're in this area that's a great resource and i can guarantee that in other neighborhoods there's other um consortiums of choirs that have come together to create something similar so that would be probably my number one recommendation. Um, otherwise, Google your town, Oakland, California choir, and then see what pops up. And I, I promise you'll find lots of options. I love it. Um, so as we're nearing the end, I always like to ask if there's any, and I know we kind of already touched on this, but is there any, you know, vision you're having for what you'll accomplish in this next year or, or long-term, you know, where things might be two, five, 10 years from now? Sure. Well, we have seen a lot of growth this year, uh, last two years, really. Um, we have almost doubled our membership in the last year because we were really down from, from COVID. So there's a lot of growth, but also in the coming year, we'll be celebrating our 40th anniversary. We're very excited to be putting on some extra special programming that is in the works um, and to, to continue to engage our community even more. We are starting on a very exciting pro project to commission a piece, a choral piece 
for intergenerational choirs, for any type of choir that can sing this piece either by themselves or together. So that's a very exciting project. And I think further down the line, besides just growing and having a bigger presence, putting on performances for more audiences, is just to really find more and more ways that we can be going into our community and having people of any age benefit from singing together. Katrina and I both are choir kids, we're choir kids. Um, I ended up, not my family wasn't musical. I ended up in choir just by chance um, many, many years ago and my life changed because of it. So whether someone ends up in a choir for decades or comes and sings together for one day, we wanna be, Columbia Choirs wants to be a resource for anyone to just come together and really feel the benefits of singing together. Um, and so that's that's really the the path that we're on is to do that as well as possible. Fantastic. I love it. Um, well, before we go, Katrina and Lars, can you share with us how people can stay connected with you or anything else you'd like to share about Columbia Choirs? Sure. Our website is ColumbiaChoirs.org. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to visit and view uh, many performances, including our most recent performances in December. We do have a YouTube channel and you can search Columbia Choir Seattle and you will find uh, some wonderful recordings of all of our choirs, including the four-year-olds. They are, they will make you smile and all the <laughs> way up to the adults with the beautiful harmonies and just lovely repertoire and every choir in between has something to offer. So those would be some great places to start. Fantastic. Well, Katrina, Lars, thank you both so much for your time and for sharing about everything happening at Columbia Choirs. I'm really excited for your vision of bringing um, more choir choral opportunities to um, the younger generation. I agree that I think it can have a really positive long-term impact for people when they can be a part of music. Um, that's something that I'm, I just really, really stand by. I, I, really want everyone to feel welcome to be musical and sing you know it doesn't have to just be for a stage too you know so I just loved hearing that um again thank you for your time everyone this was Katrina Turman and Lars Myron with Columbia Choirs of Metropolitan Seattle definitely check out their website and see all the wonderful things that they're doing